If you're looking for ways to prioritize your health and fitness, run more efficiently, understand food, and somehow fit it all into a fun and family-centered life, you're in the right place. This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today on episode number 34 of the Real Life Runners podcast. Today we're going to be talking about a fun topic and that is running with headphones and some of the positives and negatives to this because there's definitely a lot of people that love running with headphones and can't run without them. And then there are those other people that can't stand running with headphones. And it was kind of funny because Kevin and I When I first started running, I could only run with headphones. I could never go out on a run by myself and just run without something in my ears. And at first, for me, it was music. And Kevin was basically the opposite. But it took me a long time to even find headphones that I thought were comfortable inside of my ears. So running with headphones was just an extra painful process for me. That's true. You always used to talk about the size of your ears and how they would always fall out. They would fall out of my ears. You'd try and jam it in, and then only the right one would work. And And then you got those kind that like wrapped around your ears, but then those just annoyed you. Yes, those are super annoying. They wouldn't they wouldn't fall out, but the sound quality was terrible, at least on the pair that I had. And it was it was a mess. I preferred the just the more the natural experience. I I need a watch, maybe. I essentially need some a, a pair of shorts and shoes and send me out the door. That was how I like to go. Well, I mean, that's also I think a byproduct of how you started running, because you started running on the cross country team. So and you also started running back in the 90s when yes, this is true. you know music wasn't on our phone or it wasn't on a tiny little iPad shuffle I I would have had to have a disc man oh yeah that then had that like anti skip technology yep. so it was pre-listening 10 seconds ahead and even mm-hmm. then it wouldn't work if you were running cuz that's constantly bouncing right so I started running pretty much on a treadmill so yep. I did have a disc man with the anti shock technology thank goodness because otherwise it's just terrible when a CD skips, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Young people don't even know what that is because there is like they don't even know what a CD does anymore. Well, our, our kids know what a CD is because I still have CDs in my car. That's a true point. Yeah. But anyway, so I started out only listening to music. I could never go out and run by myself. Kevin was the opposite. And throughout the years, it's kind of funny because we have, in a way, totally swapped places right now you've got like a a running group that you do a lot of your runs with on your solo runs you kind of like to go out and be with yourself and kind of have that that time i like i still do like listening to podcasts a lot on my solo runs or an audiobook right something like that um it's rare that i actually listen to music anymore unless it's in a race (laughs) it's a good point yeah I, i mean for a while races didn't even allow headphones right but, uh, I'm not sure if it was a safety thing or what the deal was, but there were a lot of races that were like, can't do headphones. I think it was a combination of safety and then also the some of the positives that people gain from headphones that we're going to be talking yeah, about. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into yeah. that. So we have in a way kind of flipped because I t- typically do most of my running with friends now, so I never wear my headphones unless I'm out on a run every now and then. And Kevin started using headphones to tune out the endless 
kid's music in his head. Right. If, you, if you've if you got, like, the two-year-old who's listening to Wheels on the Bus nonstop and you head out for, like, a six-mile run and all you have is Wheels on the Bus in your head for those six miles, you find headphones that are going to go ahead and be comfortable in your ears. Yeah, I remember the first day you came back. It like, was nope, I need headphones and I need them now. Yeah, you came back and you said, okay, that's it. I, I have to start listening to something else because I just had Mickey Mouse Clubhouse stuck in my head the entire run. Yeah, it was... It was awful, but it's really, I got too used to running with music and kind of out of touch with running just more naturally, just off on my own without the distraction of anything just in my ears constantly. Yeah, that was an interesting observation that you made this week. That I just came up with. I mean, I've this is like going on five, six years, and now it's sort of like, oh, wait. Maybe I lost something by by having, you know, a podcast or music in my ears all the time. Maybe we shouldn't be discouraging people from listening to podcasts while they run, you know, considering that's what we are currently doing. I know. Like the the title of the episode should be something like uh, stop listening to podcasts, but not this one. But not this one. So, all right. So let's start with some of the benefits and the drawbacks of running with headphones, listening to either music or podcasts. And if you are out on your run right now and we're with you, Good job, and thank you for listening to us and bringing us along with you on your run today. So some of the positives of running with headphones. Number one, they can help cadence. So if you're out running and you are listening to music, not exactly a podcast, but if you're listening to music and that music has a certain number of beats per minute, you can basically help to determine or to practice your cadence, which is the number of steps per minute that you take, based on trying to keep your foot hitting the ground at the same rate as the beat of the song that you're listening to. Right, and there's playlists pre-made on all sorts of different music apps and things like that that will say, hey, what kind of genre do you like? Here it is, and and it's a bunch of, of music all coming in somewhere around 180 steps per minute, which people have suggested is is more ideal. Some people really need to go higher. Some people benefit from lower. But if you're trying to improve your cadence, which is one of the things that I used music to do, I held, had a whole playlist based off of that Definitely. to try and get my get me taking steps faster, and it really helped improve my overall form and efficiency. Absolutely. And I, I did the same exact thing, too. You know, back a couple of years ago when I was trying to train my cadences, I went out every run and I had my 180 playlist, and that really, really helped my form and to help me deal with avoiding injuries and all sorts of good stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a great number to throw out for like a general training thing. It's not like a magic number. Um, I know I go above it in, in races. I know I go below it on certain like very casual training runs. But that 180 is a pretty good number to be near for most purposes. Right. So if you're looking for some songs around 180, you can definitely Google them. You really want to try to be within 175 to 180 because we've found that if you go down towards like 170, 172, it's just a lot slower than like the 176 to 180. It's amazing how that just those four beats per minute really makes a big difference. Yeah, going from one song to the next. If if one is slightly above 180 and one is slightly below, it's it's more than four. That like four above to four below, suddenly you're eight steps per minute and it it feels substantially different. It feels way different. So that's number one. Number two, running with music or a podcast or an audiobook also helps to distract you from the pain and the fatigue that you're feeling during a run. 
Yeah. The more I look into fatigue, the more it suggests that fatigue is so much mental as well as this actual physical, uh, system, you know, absolutely. Your body's running out of energy. Your body's building up all sorts of like, you know, byproducts inside of it, but it's your brain that tells you, Hey, what do I want to do with that? If your brain is too busy singing a song, you kind of just keep running and don't even notice most of the, what should be considered pain, what should be considered fatigue coming into your body. Your brain's too distracted. You're listening to the podcast. Right. So it actually allows you to run further or run faster without you needing to slow down or stop or take a break because your body just doesn't perceive the fatigue and the muscle tiredness and everything else that's going on in the body as much as it does if you're only focusing on your body and don't have something to distract you. Yeah. If, if all you have out there is the sound of your foot hitting the pavement, that there's not a lot of distraction there. And you're breathing. And you're breathing. I mean, this is why the kids that I coach, they all, before they go off and race, because it's not like they're racing the, the, the mile on a track with headphones in, they start playing all sorts of different music to try and get a song in their head before they go run. Because even singing to yourself without the headphones, that's something. And we'll get into, you know, how to use distraction techniques even without the headphones in there. But, you know, music significantly helps. Well, you see it in the Olympics even too. I mean, Michael Phelps is notorious for having headphones on before he goes out and races. He he just gets in his zone. He's got his headphones on. He has the same playlist, I'm sure, that he listens to because that's his routine and it just distracts him and helps him to focus and get in that zone. Yeah. And then once you're running, that song is still stuck in your head. And so you're not thinking about other stuff. You've got the distraction of music, even though the music isn't straight into your ear. Yeah, definitely. So number three is running with a podcast or an audiobook can help you feel more productive. I know that's definitely something for me because when I go out on a run, if I'm learning something along the way, I feel extra productive. I mean, I enjoy my runs and I, I enjoy getting out there and I enjoy the physical activity, but part of me also feels like I should be doing something else, especially when there's other things for the business or other things things for the kids, things that I need to be doing because God knows there's a million things that I have to do on any given day. If I feel like I'm also learning in the process, then I feel like that time is doubly useful for me. I know that I've used plenty of, of miles upon miles to listen to some, some great podcasts, learn a lot of coaching wisdom. I mean, I, I read a 600 page book over the course of many, many miles. There's no way I have time in my day to sit down and read a 600 page book, but throw some headphones in and suddenly the pages just fly by. Yeah. And they've actually done research studies that have shown that you retain the information better during physical activity. And then you, you finish and you're, you're so excited. I mean, it was one of those like self growth kind of books and you get back from the run and it's been this like inspiring book. Plus you're all energized from the run and you just, you feel amazing with that kind of combination. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree because I just don't have as much time in my day to read all the books that I want to read. So using the time on my run to get those books in is fantastic. So those are the three main positives that we wanted to highlight right now. So now we want to go into some more of the negatives of running with headphones because this is what inspired this episode 
Kevin came back from his run this week on Monday, I think, and he was obviously still thinking about his race that we talked about in our last episode and how he had a bad race. And part of what went on during that race was there was so much going on in his head and he didn't have a podcast or music or anything else to kind of tune out the rest of that stuff. And he came back from his casual run this week and said, Ange, I didn't even realize it, but I haven't run without something in my ears in years outside of racing. I mean, every once in a while, I'll go have like a casual, easy run without music or I'll, I'll jump into a workout with the high school kids. But f- for the most part, it's rare that I push myself in a workout without music or that I go on a long run without music. You know, there, there are races that you can sign up for now that you download an app before the race and it puts like a personal coach in your ear that's like, Ed's the one mile mark. You hit it this fast, doing great. Like, there's so much out there that is just constant feedback, this positive feedback, so that you don't have to try and come up with a plan yourself. It's just, it's provided for you straight into your ears. Don't worry about it. Here it is. Right. So one of the first negative that we want to talk about is that when you listen to anything on your headphones during your run, it's a lot harder to then listen to your body as well. I'd, I'd argue that one of the the hallmarks of great training is being able to understand your body at a greater level. You know, we focus so much on, on effort-based training and f- knowing what a three out of five is and feeling what 5K effort is and 10K effort, one mile effort. Be able to tune into those things without having to look at a watch, without having to, to know exactly what your splits are. I used to be able to hop onto a track and jump into any group that we were working with on the high school kids and be like, oh, I need to hit an 80 second lap. Got it. Now I need to hit a minute and 40 second lap. Got it. And it's a lot harder for me now because I'm just based off of, I can, I can look at my watch and jump into it, but it's hard for me to just casually tune into what those paces are. Yeah. And when you're listening to other things, it is harder to focus on your breathing too. And breathing is a very important part of running, obviously. So if you don't have your breathing mastered, you tend to fatigue a lot more quickly because your body's not getting the oxygen that it needs. When you take a breath in, the air goes down into your lungs, and then in your lungs there are cells that extract the oxygen out of that air, and then you breathe out carbon dioxide. And if you don't allow the air to stay in your lungs for long enough, then you're not really getting all the oxygen out of it before you breathe out again. So if you're taking very short, fast breaths, that's called hyperventilation. And that's essentially causing your body not to be able to get that oxygen to then feed your muscles. So that causes you to fatigue a lot quicker. So by focusing on your breathing and trying to take slower, longer breaths and trying to hold that air into your lungs longer, it's going to extend the amount of effort and distance that you're able to run at a more comfortable pace. All of this 
falls under the category of long, slow runs without the distraction of, of music in your ear. And that that's when I think a lot of people put the music in. Like, yeah, sometimes to help dig deep on a workout, it's nice to be able to put the music in and get the distraction, but you can get a nice benefit of being able to, to go with a training partner also. It's when you're just out there for mile after mile and step after step of quiet in your head reflection that you've got to be able to figure out how to breathe, figure out how to pace yourself. No, is this effort getting harder? Am I running at a faster pace or do I simply get feel like I'm getting tired because I've been out here for a couple more miles? It's the feedback that your body's telling you that you need to learn from. Right. And that allows you to come up with different tactics to deal with that discomfort that you're feeling out on a run as you get tired. And we talked about some of those tactics last time, but there are so many different mental things that you can do to try to distract yourself from pain and fatigue and to continue to push forward. And when you have something in your ears, it's not allowing you to find other things to help deal with that pain and discomfort. Yeah. So if every one of your training runs, you've got, you know, a podcast or music going in your ear and then you get into a race and you don't have one, you don't have a, a mental tactic to deal with discomfort. You don't have a plan because what you've been using has suddenly disappeared. So all of the, the tips and tactics that I used to race with and be like, oh, I can just do this. I used to, you know, work fractions and say, I only have this much of the race left. And then that means I only have four minutes left. And oh, now I have three and a half minutes left. And mm -hmm. I'd have all sorts of things. Or you could sing your own songs or you can try and actually just pay attention to the scenery around you. Look at other people. There's so many things things you can do to distract yourself, but you need that quiet time to find all of those things to help distract yourself. Yeah, that's funny. I actually did that one on my run this morning. We had half mile repeats and I remember looking down at my watch during the last one and I was only a tenth of the mile in yes. and I was like, oh no. And so then I thought to myself, that's 20%. Yep. So <laughs> because I was a tenth of a mile in. So then I was thinking, hmm, should I share that with the rest of the group or would that not be well-received? <laughs> 20%. And then you're thinking to yourself, no, I'm just running too hard to even speak to the rest of the group. No, and then I just thought, no, I'm just a really big nerd. I'm just going to keep that to myself. So, but, but by the time you had all that thought process, you were now at 25% exactly. and that's a whole new number. Well, yeah, definitely. So when you don't have something to listen to as well, it helps you to figure out your own strengths and weaknesses because we definitely all have strengths and we definitely all have weaknesses and it allows you to filter through those different mental tactics to find out what works best for you. Yeah, maybe you are better served of, you know, the, like the sit and kick kind of race person. You prefer to just go with a group, wait to the end of it, and then let it all go. Or you're the kind of person that just really likes to push continuously throughout. That's me. I like to just try and keep my foot on the gas pedal and just keep going. I've never had a great kick at the end of a race. Um, I just like to keep pushing and pushing and pushing until people fall off to the sides. Mm -hmm. That's, that's always been my tactic, mm -hmm. but 
it takes a lot of running and a lot of thinking along the way to try and figure out what is your best plan. And you go through all these training runs and workouts and various things, and you see, oh, that kind of workout is really hard for me, or that kind of workout is not that hard for me. Maybe I should focus on the one that's tough because that's an area of weakness that I should try and work on. Or if it's race week and you're just trying to come up with workouts that make you feel good because you crushed it hit some workouts in your strength area because then you feel good and awesome about yourself. Yeah, yeah. The next point that we wanted to make is that when you have something in your ear, that can help take away from the relaxing quality of a run and the mental clarity that you can gain during a run. And I'm going to have to go ahead and shuffle this one over to you, Kevin, because (laughs) I can't really say that I have experienced a ton of this. I I have for sure. But I think that this is definitely somewhere that you excel in being able to just clear your head. I I remember when we were first talking about running, when I first became a runner (laughs) and I asked you how you go out and run without headphones. And you looked at me and you said, well, what do you mean? And I said, how how do you just go out there? Like, and what do you think about? And you're like, nothing. And I said, well, that's not possible. What do you mean, nothing? No, it's, it's running as meditation. Right. And that's what you explained to me. And you told me about how you use running as meditation and you sometimes pray when you're out running and, and that kind of thing. And I just was so baffled by the idea of clearing my head. I don't know what that feels like. And I have tried meditating and it's something that is definitely on my to-do list because I know that (laughs) it's definitely something that... I'll have time to relax one of these days. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, so many studies and entrepreneurs out there and so many people just talk about the benefits of meditation and how much good meditation does for you. So I know that that's a practice that I need to cultivate in my life. I think it would be very, very good for me, but it is definitely not easy to clear my head because I feel like I always have a million thoughts running through my head. I always have a to-do list that I'm trying to keep track of, and it's very difficult for me to just go ahead and clear my head. And I think that's something that you definitely used to do. And I find it very interesting that now you don't really do that as much. And I think that in a way that's affected you. I think it has definitely increased the amount of stress that I feel. And anxiety. Yeah, totally stress and anxiety. Dealing with your stress and anxiety. You know, like I also have this to-do list. It's not quite as formal as yours, but you know, I sit there during the day and I'm like, okay, well, I have this and this and this and this. And okay, well, that my, my principal just told me I have these new three new assignments that I have to take care of. And how am I going to possibly get it all done? So to decide to go off and, and run for an hour, that's where I was like, okay, well, I need to at least have, have a podcast or an audiobook or something so that I'm learning during that time. But it took away my, my relaxation. You know, if you head out the door with a to-do list of 75 things, when you come back, it's not that any of those things are checked off and gone, but somehow you've got this plan of how you're going to go at it. It just, it becomes a little bit more clear of this is what I should do. And then I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to do this. You come back, you've got energy and you gain this sort of, sort of peaceful understanding of a direction of what you need to get done for the rest of the day. I think I need more of that in my life, but I definitely think that 
it's something that you also need to get back as well because we've talked a lot about how you have become more stressed out and have more anxiety since we have had children. And it's funny because now I'm thinking that also coincided with you That's exactly when I started to listen to music. That's when I stopped going off on runs and just going off and running. Right. So did that, did the headphones actually add to your stress and anxiety because you didn't have that meditative time to you anymore? I have no idea. But the fact that they both kind of showed up at a similar time, yes, there's the stress of having kids, but that whole life change. Yeah. That's a subtle change. But there's also this other aspect that I lost all this sort of relaxing meditative time for me. I mean, most people, especially if you're getting into running, don't consider heading off on a 10 miler to be like a calm, peaceful, relaxing time. But it was to me. I mean, I, I had so much mileage in college that to go off on a casual 10 miler was peaceful. It was a relaxing time for me. It was a time to step away and just enjoy the calm and quiet. And if you take that away and you say, okay, well, you got to try and squeeze this run in and during the run also try and learn this, I lost the relaxing time. I lost the meditative time. Right. And while I've never really experienced an entire 10-mile run like that, (laughs) (laughs) I definitely have had moments. And it's been with my running group because we'll go out. And most of the time when we go out on our long runs on the weekends, we're chatting. You know, we're, we're talking about different things. People are telling stories about their week or their family or whatnot. And it's, it's fantastic stress relief. It's like having a, a, you know, psychotherapist right there running next to you. You just kind of get it all out. You leave it all out on the run. We, we joke about that all the time. You know, what's said on the run stays on the run and you just get it all out. But there are definitely times where no one's talking and. Most of the time I'm thinking about what people say, but I'm also using that time just to be grateful. And that's number four, is that when you run without the distraction of headphones, it helps you just to tune in more to the world around you and just to be more aware. A lot of times on my weekend runs, we go down and run along the beach. And so when I'm running along the beach, just to look over at the ocean and appreciate the sunrise and appreciate the ocean and the clouds and the sky and the trees that you're running by, any of it. You you just look around more. When I'm running, sometimes I'll notice a butterfly or a bird. And it seems so simple and in a way a little bit trite, but I think that it's really, really important. And I just sometimes am overcome with a sense of gratitude just for life and for the strength that my body has that allows me to go out and run on these runs and be with this group of people and just be where I am in my life right now. Yeah. Being able to just observe the world around you, you know, I, whether I have headphones in or not, when I pass anybody on a run, I always do, you know, the, the smile and wave. If I don't have headphones in, I will say hi or good morning. Sometimes I do it with the headphones in, but I never am quite sure if I'm screaming at them because I'm not sure how loud I'm saying it. (laughs) Um, But I like to say good morning, especially if I'm running in the dark and I come up behind somebody. I'll give a a holler from behind. Good morning on your left. Um, But 
on days where I don't have the headphones, I feel more connected to the people. Like I, I can actually look at them I and I smile and I wave and like, Hey, have a good day. And it, it doesn't need to be a huge thing, but just smile at the people around you. You put the headphones in and I have a tendency, like you just fall into this trap of, all right, well, I've already got the headphones in. Mm-hmm. They're not going to care if I shoot past them and don't, don't wave because they see me just running along the way. He's got his headphones in. Let's just slide off to the side. But Take the time to smile at the people around you. It, it's a it's an okay thing to smile and say hi to the people around you. Absolutely, and you know you don't know what that smile can do for someone either. They might be out on a run or just on a walk or having a bad day, and you have no idea. Maybe that smile and that good morning, that hello that you just said, actually made a difference in their life. And every once in a while, you get a huge bonus of paying attention to the world around you, like I did on my run yesterday. I know. That was amazing. So um, I'm cruising off. It's just like a casual five-mile run. And with about a half mile to go, I make a turn uh, down the, the last little street and off to the side. I'm just running down the sidewalk and sitting in the grass, I spot a $20 bill. Woohoo! I'm like, sweet, $20. And I reach over and I grab it. And I take a few more steps. And about four steps farther, I see another $20 bill. And there's no one around you. No, there's no one around. I had passed a guy about a hundred meters back, college age kid walking down from the college down the street. He's got headphones in and is staring at his phone as I passed him. I said, hi, he did not acknowledge me. He had clearly, because he was going the other direction, he had just walked past all of this. Oh. It wasn't his. Yeah. Like, it's not like he was, you know, because I saw him from a, a, a mile away. It's not like he was in his playing with something in his pocket, pulling out, you know, keys or a phone or anything. Like, he was just staring at his phone as he walked down the street uh-huh. and had walked right past it. Over the course of, like, 30, 40 seconds, I picked up 80 bucks on the side of the road. That's just, I know. When you texted me with that, he texted me with a picture of himself that said, we'll run for money. And I, and he had a wad of cash in his hand. And I'm like, what in the world? And so when he got in the car, when I picked him up, he said, yeah, I just casually found 80 bucks on my run today. And I was like, well, that's a heck of a reward for running. Yeah. It was, it was really, it was a fantastic finish to the run on that day. Yeah, absolutely. So, if you're not listening to stuff or staring at your phone, you can be more aware and maybe you might just find an extra bonus for running that day. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So that's pretty much what we have today. Is there anything else you want to say? You know, there was one question I thought about when we were talking. Yeah, what do you got? Um, we talked about people that listen to things when they're out on a run and how that could hurt them in a race. But one of the thoughts that came into my head was – what about the people that also listen to things in races? Is it is there still a benefit for them to go out on these training runs? I think there is, and I think we covered a lot of benefits um, of unplugging. So, you know, the mental clarity and the focus and all that stuff. But I, I was just thinking about that people that train with headphones and also race with headphones. Well, you just enjoy so much in the the last race. I'd say there's two benefits of being able to to take the headphones off. One, in the last race that you were in, I'm watching people run down the road, and they're running down A1A, beach, beautiful sunrise happening to the side of them. They've got their headphones in, and they are just, they're in their zone and running along. It didn't matter how many thousands of people were around them. People are cheering for them. There's, you know, just the beautiful sunrise off to the side. They didn't care. I'm not sure why they paid the entrance fee to get in that race because they weren't 
experience. They weren't the experiencing the race at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there was no difference as far as I could tell between that and a 26 mile training run. Mm-hmm. They had their headphones in, they were doing their thing. It did. Mm-hmm. They were not interacting with any people, the crowd, the world around them. That wasn't a race. They were just off on a run. That's interesting. I like that. You know, and then the other one is if you're really pushing yourself in a race, you need to be able to come up with some of these mental tactics that you can really only find within yourself when you take the headphones out. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so then you're, you're, this when hurts, you, but now what can I do? So when you go out on the race, even if you're wearing the headphones, there are going to be times where you might need those other mental tactics. And if you don't have them developed, then in the podcast or the music that you're listening to stops being effective, then what do you fall back on? Exactly. The more safety nets you have, the more tactics you have to get through fatigue, I think the better of a racer you can be. Yeah. So I think that there's definitely benefits of running with headphones and there's definitely a lot of benefits of running without headphones. So if you typically run with headphones, maybe go out and try one without and see how it goes. Maybe at one out of your five runs of the week or four runs of the week, maybe go out once without headphones. Go out sometimes with and sometimes without and kind of develop both. You might shock yourself how much you enjoy running without headphones sometimes. And then if you always go... Uh, you know, all natural and, and don't have the headphones, try music every once in a while and just see how that feels because you might be surprised about how pleasant of an experience that is. Yes, but definitely use one of your runs to listen to this podcast. Clearly. <laughs> this, this should cover one one run a week, so that's taken care of. <laughs> all right. So that's what we've got for you guys today. Thank you so much, as always, for spending this time with us. And if you're out on your run, thank you for letting us run along with you and be in your ears. If you haven't already, please head over to iTunes and leave us a review. We absolutely love the reviews that we've gotten so far, and they're helping us to reach more and more people. We just hit a major milestone today, and that is 10,000 downloads. Woohoo! I am still in awe. I cannot believe that our show has been downloaded over 10,000 times now. It's just incredible. It, people in over 35 countries have been listening to this show, and it just blows my mind. So... If you guys can leave us a a review on iTunes, it helps to just get the show out there even more and so that more people can listen and benefit, hopefully, from the things that we have to say. And if you have a question, please shoot us a line. We love hearing from our listeners, and we love to answer any questions that you might have. So thank you for joining us, and we'll talk to you guys next week.